0: have to understand that this game has always been, it will always be, about buckets. But uh, let's get into our award predictions for this year. We'll finish off by talking about like our finals predictions and who we think is going to end up winning the championship as we have kind of made a tradition on this podcast in the last year we i don't think any of us were correct i think jason and i uh predicted that the clippers would come out of the west last year to be miserably wrong with both of their players being hurt in the uh pg 13 and Kawhi getting hurt in the playoffs i don't remember who we had out of the east i think we picked the bucks is that right Maybe, yeah. I think it, I think it was the Bucks. I think Sam yeah. might have had his heat coming out of the East. I, I really can't remember. No, there's no way he
1: did. Actually, looking back at it. <laughs> no, I'm pretty sure I had. Um, I think I had Bucks Clippers Bucks, last year. We all had the Clippers. Yeah, I th-
2: I think we were. I think we, Yeah, I think we were all pretty pretty certain. Maybe one of us had Boston, if I remember right too. But
1: uh, we were I, all very high on the Clippers too. Right, right definitely
0: definitely but uh first let's talk about regular season awards so I'm just going to kind of run through mine we don't have to spend too long on these because it's an 82 game season anything can really happen but right in, in my opinion happen. I think this is the year where someone besides Giannis uh Embiid or Jokic wins an MVP I think it's going to be SGA's year to lose it I think that Coming off last year, like you look at what he averaged, 31, 5, and 5. Those are MVP numbers already. I think he can even step it up a level uh, depending on what Josh Giddy and Jalen Williams develop into as scorers and playmakers. It's just going to depend on how much he's asked to do, but he was asked to carry a lot last year, so you got to take this with a grain of salt. But I think he can average 31, maybe 32 again this year, and I think the Thunder are going to be a better team with Chet Holmgren healthy. I think he's going to be one of the best defensive players in the league. Uh, so I think that's gonna uh, kind of boost SGA into the top of the MVP discussion, and that takes me to my next pick. Staying in OKC, I think Chet Holmgren will win Rookie of the Year this year. I think he's on track to be healthier than Victor. I think he's, I think he's just more NBA ready on the defensive side of the ball. Not to say that Victor Yama might not be a better defender than him someday. I think right now you agree with me, Sam, thinking that Chet Holmgren is, is a better defender today. So I think that that's going to, yeah, I think that's going to kind of bolster him in the rookie of the year odds. I think that, you know, his game offensively is ahead of most power forwards and centers in the league today. He can space the floor. He can put the ball on the, on the deck. He can beat closeouts and he can finish at the rim and he's a lob threat. So I think this is his award to lose unless Victor Wambiyama is, is ahead of, is ahead of schedule. But I, I don't, from what I can see, I don't think so. Uh, Moving on from uh, Rookie of the Year, my next pick is Defensive Player of the Year, and that's Evan Mobley in Cleveland. He actually led the league in defensive win shares last year in the regular season. I think he's he definitely is capable of leading the league in blocks, I, I and he's just the best defender on what might be the best defensive team in the league this year, and, and that's pretty much all I have to say about that. I mean, you could argue Giannis. You could argue – uh, Rudy Gobert, for some of the you that still would argue that. <laughs> uh, but I think it's, it's Evan Mobley's award to lose. Right. I think Vegas actually has him favored, too. Um, next award I have written down here, and I filled out every award today because I was bored at work, so you're getting my take on all these. <laughs> uh, six man, I have Emmanuel Quickly. I can't even promise you that he is going to be the sixth man for New York. He might end up being a starter for them. No. But if they have him coming off the bench again, I, like I think that, that – You know, depending on his shooting ability, if it was real last year, I think he shot 38% from three. If he can even up that, I think that he becomes your sixth man of the year based on what he can do on both sides of the ball. Most improved player, I'm giving it to Jordan Poole, who I think Vegas has favored as well. Uh, Just coming into his role, coming into Washington is so much different than what he was asked to do in, in Golden State. He was the second or third option in Golden State. Now he's at, he's going to be asked to play 36 minutes as the 1A, 1B with Kyle Kuzma in Washington. So I think that he's just going to average too many points not to be the most improved player. And then for clutch player, I just put Anthony Edwards because I wanted to make him my MVP, but I don't think he's good enough. So that's basically the uh, the consolation prize he gets for, <laughs> for, for not being MVP. Uh, and then let's see, coach of the year. I have Mark Dagenholt of the Thunder, I think they're going to take the biggest leap as a team this year. I think we're going to be impressed with the system he implements on defense and the talent that he has to utilize on that side of the ball. And I think they're going to be good enough on offense with guys like Giddy Shea, and Dort in the backcourt and uh, a very promising young frontcourt with uh, Jay, Will, and uh, Chet Holmgren. Yeah, I'll hop on quick. Uh, I'm going to go I, – I only did four –
2: so I, I went MVP, uh, Depoy, uh, Most Improved, and Rookie of the Year. So we'll start with the MVP, and this is going to be kind of a contradictory pick because I don't think a lot of people really believe that his team is probably you know going to be good enough to earn this honor. But I'm going to go with D Book from Phoenix. I, I think being around, I think the offensive numbers that he's going to be able to put up this year with some of the attention finally, you know, off of him, you know, and on to guys like KD and and now Bradley Beal, I think that's going to open things up for Devin Booker. I mean, he's 26 years old. I don't, I'm not even sure. And again, people would argue with me over this. I'm not even sure he has reached his peak yet. I mean, I still think he can get better. And I mean, we're talking about a guy who's averaged almost 30 points a game in an NBA season. So I'm gonna go with D Book for my MVP defensive player of the year. I think everyone knows my love for Mikael Bridges. I'm gonna go with, with with our guy out of Brooklyn. I, like I it. think he's ready, ready to claim that, ready to claim that crown. Uh, so I'm gonna go with uh, Bridges for uh, defensive player of the year. Most improved. I kind of touched on this a little bit earlier. I'm gonna go with Keegan Murray uh, That's a good from one. the Sacramento Kings. I just I just really like what I've seen from from this kid. Uh, he's he, I mean it's preseason, so you know what can how, how much can you really tell? I mean, the Steelers were undefeated in the preseason. so <laughs> that's all I got to say about that. But anyway, back back to the sport, back to the sport that we claim to know the most about and that's NBA uh, basketball. and I just think I like what I've seen from him. I think he's matured a lot. I think uh, having another year under his belt, I think he's really gonna take off. And flourish with Sacramento this year. And then, Rookie of the Year, I'm going to go with Scoot. I think he's in a good position. Uh, you know, he's going to be given the keys to the offense in Portland. He has some talented players around him. We've talked about that with uh, Anthony Simons, uh, Jeremy Grant. Uh, I just think, you know, he has some talented guys, uh, Shaden Sharp, around him. And I think he's going to be able to put up the numbers to gain that Rookie of the Year spot.
1: Okay, I guess that is me up next. So um, MVP, I think, is... I'm going to go agree with both of y'all, and I think it's going to move away from the trio of players that have dominated that award for the last five years in Giannis, Jokic, and Embiid. I'm going to pick the same guy I picked last year. Um, I just... I I was thinking it had to be someone who's not those three, and I couldn't get Luka Doncic out of my head. Um, I'm not... Super sold on what the Mavs are going to be able to do this year. I mean, you would assume they'd be able to get into a playoff spot, but man, that end of this season was disastrous for him last year. I just, I I think Luka looked great in the World Cup. I'm really hoping he comes into the season in shape because with him, it tends to take about a month and then he kicks it into super high gear, but then the Mavs require so much of him that by like March, Right. He's lost a lot of mm-hmm. steam and is just conserving energy for the playoffs. So I'm hoping he comes in hot this year, maybe in a little better shape so you don't have to worry about that. Um, and, and really, Luka's averages have been good enough. They've been MVP quality for a few seasons now. Um, and I think this is the year that he's able to either up those stats enough and keep the Mavs at like a 4 or 5 seed to where uh, voters will be comfortable picking him as the MVP. Um, I think... So I'm going to tie these two reward awards in together, even though they're not related really, just to talk about them the same. So Defensive Player of the Year and Coach of the Year. I would love to pick two guys that obviously I have some fan bias here, but I think they should have won it every year for the last few years. Uh, Eric Spolstra at Coach of the Year and, and Bam Adebayo at Defensive Player. Now, I know how Coach of the Year operates, and the Heat are not going to be that good of a regular season team for Spolster to win that this year, even though, in my opinion, he is far and above the best coach in the NBA right now. Uh, I'm going to go with with Jake's pick. And and what's his name from the Thunder again? Mark Dagonalt. Yes, yep. I I really love the way that that team has operated the last few years. And I think this year they take a big jump and kind of have a Sacramento Kings-esque regular season from last year, which is going to get him the award. Now, with Bam Adebayo, I think he easily could have won the last two or three Defensive Player of the Year awards, and I'm going to continue picking him until he gets it. <laughs> so, that that is my guy this year. I think for Defensive Player, I he's de- he's not the best rim protector in the league, but he's way up there. His versatility is unmatched. I mean, he can literally guard one through five. Um, did a valiant, valiant effort against Jokic in the finals last year, and I, I mean... He switches on to everyone. Uh, the The stats aren't there. I mean, he doesn't record the steals and the blocks that voters like to see a lot. Um, and I know you said Evan Mobley had the highest win shares, defensive win shares last year, but I, I don't know. I'm, I'm probably asking too much of NBA media voters here. But just watching the watching him play the game of basketball, the anchor that he is for the Miami Heat defense, which has been really their their sticking point the last few years, is is. No one else in the league can do what he does in that system. Sixth man of the year, I'm not going to lie. I did not even take a good look at who is going to be a sixth man. So I'm going to wait on picking that until we're a few weeks into the season and we see yeah, how I limitations like that too. materialize. Yeah, um, clutch player of the year, I'm going to agree with you and go agree with Jake and go with Anthony Edwards um, just because I feel like that award is going to go to the primary shooter on a team that is in a lot uh, the primary volume shooter on a team. That's in a lot of close games. And I think Anthony Edwards fully takes over that role from Carl Definitely, Anthony Towns Definitely. season And is the guy for the Timberwolves down the stretch. Um, so I like him for the clutch player of the year, most improved. Um, I mean, it's, I'm kind of picking him in the NFL sense of the award where the NFL is his comeback just because of how prevalent season ending injuries are in that league. Um, I'm going to go with Cade Cunningham. So uh, as far as improvement, Ooh. I mean, I expect to see him That's in the twenties with his points per game and maybe eight or nine assists a game, which is above his stats, but not that significantly. I just think he's going to be playing in enough games and, and Jake convinced me the pit, the Pistons may actually be in the play. <laughs> I said play, play in. in conversation <laughs> through March. Playoff, yeah, sorry. Play in conversation through March. Right. Um, so I'm gonna go with Cade Cunningham and then rookie of the year. I'm, I'm just going to make the easy pick here, guys. I'm going to go for Victor Wemenyama. Um, Not very exciting pick there, but incredibly exciting player. Uh, I actually have tickets to go watch the Heat play in San Antonio on November 12th. So assuming wow. everyone's healthy, I will get to see him play live. Now, I'm going to be way up in the nosebleeds because I don't have the money for tickets like that, but I will be there. Um, so I'll hopefully have some... First-hand perspective to share on Wemby in a couple weeks. That's here. sick.
2: The good thing is, yeah. The good thing is he's tall enough. You'll you'll still be able to see him from up in the nosebleeds. May, you, you know, know maybe yeah, not
1: from from the second deck. We might be at <laughs> high level. Right. Exactly. Exactly.
2: All right. So I really, really, really wanted to write Phoenix down as my representative from the West, but. Throughout the episode, uh, Sam has convinced me that until somebody proves that they can beat Denver, they're going to be the ones coming out of the West. I, I still believe they're the best team in the Western Conference, you know, and possibly have the best team in the NBA again uh, this year. But out of the East, I'm going to stick, I'm going to go with Boston. I, I I know they lost some key guys uh, that have helped them, you know, make it. Long and deep, and into the finals a couple of years ago, but I think they've added enough parts. I like Drew Holiday. I think Porzingis gives them another element offensively, and I really don't think they got a lot worse defensively. I mean, I think they were able to at least stay within shouting distance of that defensive team that they had last year, and ultimately you know, I'm going to pick them to win the championship this year just because I just don't – I just don't – I'm not a huge Denver f- uh, fan. I, I, I'm I not a huge Nuggets fan. I like Jokic, but I just, I just want to see somebody else claim the title this year. And I think after it's all said and done, I think Boston's the team that's going to be hoisting the NBA championship this season.
0: Yeah, I like that. Uh, we do uh, disagree on our on our finals matchup. I have it as a rematch from the 2021 finals. I think it was 2021, the Bucks versus Suns. I think that I'm kind of banking on both of these teams gelling fast and building that chemistry that, you know, the, that it takes to make it to a finals let alone win a finals. I think that both of them are just so talented that it's not going to matter how long it takes in the regular season to come together. I think that Giannis and uh, I saw I saw a picture of Kareem and Oscar in Bucks uniforms uh, under a picture of Giannis and Dame and I think that's actually a fair comparison as legendary uh, players Oscar and, and Kareem are I think that Dame and Giannis are as good if not better individual players than those two so that's how highly I think I'm I'm not even a Bucks fan like don't get me wrong I I really would rather see a different team come out of the east but they're that good that I'm taking them as my Eastern Conference representatives. And out West, like I said, I I think the Suns are going to make it there. And I am betting on the Nurkic-Jokic matchup. Uh, I am uh, Uh not that I think Nurkic is going to dominate Jokic in a a playoff environment. I think Jokic is unstoppable, and no player can really stop him. I think that Nurkic is going to do an if-healthy, like I said, that's a big if- if healthy in a playoff series, I think Nurkic can do a good enough job rebounding and defending over Jokic that Booker, KD, and Beal are just, if all healthy, like I said, it's it's just all based on health. But those three are just too good for even the defenders of Denver who s- stopped some of the best players in the league last year in their playoff run. I just don't see anyone be able, being able to overcome KD Booker and Bradley Beal in a half-court setting, fast-break setting, any kind of offensive setting where these three players are on the court at the same time. I, I just have a hard time believing anyone can stop that. So who's going to hoist the trophy, so Jake? I think that the Suns are going to be the 2024 – technically 2024 when the NBA championship is played champions because – Right, I, right. I mean – One of the three players could get hurt, and that could be the excuse they don't win the championship. But regardless, I mean, even if, say, Bradley Beal goes down in a playoff run, that's not a good enough excuse for a team with KD and Devin Booker to lose. You know, like just like it was, they ended up losing to the champions last year. I think they still should have beat them based on the talent that was on the roster. So there's no more excuses for for Phoenix if at least some of their guys are healthy. I think this is the year
1: they finally get it done. <clears throat> okay, well, I think we're all going to have different uh, matchups and winners here because wow. in the East, um, I am also I'm going to agree with Jake in the East and Jason in the West. So I'm going with Bucks Nuggets, which seems like the easiest pick, but it's the matchup I really want to see. I want Jamal Murray and Damian Lillard. I mean, do you, do you guys remember uh, 2019? It was uh, – yeah, because it was right when Jake and I were graduating high school – the Blazers and the Nuggets had like an insane seven game playoff series. That yeah, year. I remember
0: this. Yeah, I, 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 um, do, I and, do remember that.
1: It was Jokic and Murray going shot for shot with Damian Lillard. And now I'm thinking you take that and you put it on steroids by making it, by adding Giannis in there. I, that is just the matchup that I really I want like to it. see. It's um, pretty intriguing. I do like it. Yeah, that. and I think in, in the West, um, it's, I think both conferences, it's really a, three team race in the west uh Nuggets, Suns and and I got to say Lakers I'm really high on the Lakers this year. Yeah. Uh, wow. I just can't quite make myself put them over the Suns let alone the Nuggets um and I uh, this I very much could be reevaluating this in a few months here like after the Christmas Day <laughs> games. I just want to see how the Suns offense operates with those three Volume primary mid range shooters. I just want to see. I'm just skeptical on how that offense is going to work. We just have never really seen that before. Three right. uh, all time level scoring talents who mostly take jumpers. I, I'm I'm just curious <laughs> to see how that works. Um, the Nuggets seem like the surest bet. The the most continuity. Um, they, they got the best player in the league. I got to pick them. And in the East, I I'm going with the Bucks. So. I think the Bucs and the Celtics are, again, the most talented teams in the East by a good long shot, especially uh, pending what happens with Harden and the Sixers here. Um, I just really like the way the Bucks' starting five is put together a little bit more than the Celtics. I'm not a huge Porzingis believer uh, for the Celtics. And then that – I mean, so let's say the Bucs and the Celtics do match up, that means – I really just don't trust Porzingis that much. That's why puts, I went with
0: the Bucks above the Celtics too. I agree with uh, yeah, that. Yeah,
1: it it puts rim protection against Giannis solely on the shoulders of Al Horford, who's done a decent job in the past, but he's only getting or- older. And I just think – and the Bucks' late game playoff woes are offensively should be fixed with the addition of Damian Lillard. That should be the primary reason they got him. That's why I'm going with the Bucks. Um Oh, geez. And I, I think the Bucs win a championship. I, okay. I I really I like that pick. Um I mean Giannis is, in my opinion, the second best player in the league. You add in Damian Lillard. Uh you lose Drew Holiday, but I'm really curious to see how their new head coach does with scheming defensively. Um Yeah, I, I'm not hundred percent confident in that pick, but I think that's one we'll roll with is the Bucs this season. Now I will say I I'm not kidding. If you said the Heat were the champion or the East (laughs) champion before last season, I would have checked you into a mental asylum. I'm never going to count that team out as long as they have this core. And I'll give uh, you two and the listeners a little hint here. Um, It won't help with your predictions now, but come the first or second round of the playoffs, it's going to make picking the East champion very easy. The last four seasons, it's been the Heat, Bucks, or Celtics winning the East, right? Right. Each each of those three teams, well, four teams, if you count the Heat twice, has had to beat both of those other two teams on the way to the finals. So the the Heat took out Mm. Milwaukee and Boston in the bubble in 2021. The Bucks swept Miami and then took out Boston. Uh, The Celtics took out the Bucks and Heat in seven and 22. And then obviously this past year. Uh, the Heat took down the number one seed Bucks in the first round, and then almost blew it against the Celtics in the conference finals. Um, so we'll see. Depending on how that playoff bracket works out, if it's whoever wins that first matchup between those three teams, I, that's who I'm. That's who I'm betting on.
0: That's a good point because whoever has to play each other first in the playoffs uh, out of those three teams, uh, right? Whoever doesn't have to play each other in the in a Earlier round in the playoffs is probably going to have an easier, way easier road to the Eastern Conference finals. So that's a good point, Sam. It's it's all going to depend on seeding, really. And we're going to probably see some interesting things Mm -hmm. late season games losing, teams losing games, teams
1: (laughs) desperately trying to win games. Seeding in the East is going to be a lot more important than seeding in the West is, not because, I mean, the West, it's going to be who actually makes the cut of the playoffs is the interesting part. In the East, it's to see how do those seeds work out because, I mean, these, especially the Celtics and the Bucks are so close in terms of talent that home court advantage could actually decide the entire conference.
0: And don't forget, the, the season is very long. Before we get to the trade deadline, there might be a player, an, an all-star caliber player that might want to end up in a Miami Heat jersey. So it's just because the Heat didn't get Damian Lillard doesn't mean they're not done exploring options, uh, depending on which superstar slash all-star player this year becomes disgruntled and requests a yeah. trade. So we will see That's at least one point. of those. There's always one. Good point. At least. Will we see James Harden in a Miami Heat uniform? Oh this year boy! I, I, knew, I knew I you were going I honestly
1: there. don't know how I'd feel about that, but depending <laughs> on what they get him for, maybe. Maybe, yeah.
0: <laughs> that that's mostly just for fun to poke at Sam, but I think that's a good way to to wrap today's recording. So, yep. Thank you guys for listening to the start of season two. We are excited to uh, jump into this NBA season with you.
2: I'm a rollie Whole lot of ice, no gully I'm in a place with no police So that's your girl, she know me I'm in a place
1: with the homies And they all know the drill And they all in the field I might put them in my will